I know how bored and restless you get when you run out of tamales. And welcome back to another episode of Turn Your Head and (coughs) (coughs) every time I don't (coughs) every time when we start golf, turn your head and golf. I'm Rob. I'm joined with my dad, Robert Jr. Hi, dad. How are you? Hey, I'm well, son. How are you doing this day? Uh, it's March, March 1st. Can you believe it? Oh, the year is already over. Uh, it's just starting. We're going to be done with the uh, first quarter in another 30 days. Uh, in the sales cycle, you kind of know what you're going to do by the end of January. So I'm stamping the world. The year is over. So how are you doing, Dad? I'm, I'm doing quite well. Doing quite well. Been on the road a lot, traveling around. Uh, I went up to uh, Green Bay uh, a couple of weeks ago. Actually happened to see uh, Lambeau Field. And uh, the guy stayed uh, over there off of McCarthy Way, close to the stadium. So it was, uh, Wait, it was really interesting. McCarthy has a like the same McCarthy that's coaching the Cowboys right now? Yes, Mike <laughs> McCarthy Way. <laughs> Are they going to rename that? Probably not. Oh, all right. I don't see why they would. I mean, he did he got them a Super Bowl, did he not? So just one. Yeah, one's better than none. Just one. Just one. So Green Bay. I like that. After you've retired, you now work more than ever before, <laughs> and you travel more than ever before. That's right. I've been traveling quite a bit. Gonna be down in New Orleans in a few weeks. Gonna go check out that scene. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Mm. You gonna hang out with Sean Payton? Uh, not a, not a Payton guy. I no. don't like that guy. I think he's a I think he's a whiner. I don't know. He is a Bills Parcells disciple. I wouldn't say he's a whiner. I think he's very passionate about his team. It's just really unfortunate. It seems like the last two years he's been kind of jobbed in the playoffs. When was he? Jo- when was he jobbed this year in the playoffs? Uh, I think he got jobbed a couple of times when it came to some of those replays and kind of missed my call. When did he get jobbed last playoffs? Uh, you know, it, 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 I know we went back and talked about it uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think when last time we did one, we talked because he didn't. They didn't get jobbed against the Rams. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. All right. I guess it's all depends upon your perspective. The pers- my perspective is they still had time to win the game. They were dominating the Rams and couldn't close the deal. That's on yeah. them. Yes. Yes. You know how many bad calls were in that game that 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 didn't go the Rams' way that were significant, way more significant over the course of a game than one call. Yeah. Yeah. There you I, go. I get it. I there get you go. It. I get bad it. Bad coaching. Yeah. Bad coaching, whining, <laughs> whining. Okay, all right. Let's let's move forward. It's <clears throat> well, I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Um, you're, oh, you're well. How are you doing? It's fine. Let's just move on, Dad. It's obvious you're all business today. Got to be. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thanks for everyone for listening. Um, 
it's been it's been fun for my dad and myself, although not as consistent I think I think as either of us would like, but we'll we'll work on the consistent consistency of uh the recording. So uh today we've got a few things for you. We're gonna break down some well, hey, before oh. before you go on, I just want just want everybody to know, all all two listeners, maybe three. We actually have more than yeah. that, I'm just saying. Oh, well, I'm just saying, this, this is really my first foray into this type of form. I didn't grow up with all of this, so I'm learning as we go. No. Uh, I haven't been able to do the research that I like to do, but I'm getting closer to doing that. So I can't wait to throw a few, uh, a few whizzy things out on the website. Uh, to give everybody a little bit of uh, a different view, a different perspective. Maybe that's what we should be doing this show. It's just talking perspective, but a little different perspective. I like to kind of throw in a little bit more of the stat things and see what's going on, see if we can't figure out some things. So, anyway, but thank you all. Well said, Dan. And, and for those of you that don't know, I purchased my dad a retirement gift, which was a lot of podcasting gear because he was supposed to retire from work. So he accepted my retirement gift and then failed to tell me that he got another job. So I pin all of the inconsistencies on my dad, not me. That's fine. I got big shoulders. I can take it. I can handle it. I'm like the CEO of, of the team. I'm, I'm the coach. I, I can take it. You, I'm, I'm, you know, what can I say? <laughs> Throw it off. Just heap it on. That's fine. I can take it all day long. Good. All day You're going to get it. Oh, speaking of all yeah. uh, speaking of all day long, it's nice that Adrian Peterson got his uh, extension or that the uh, the Redskins picked up his option. So Is this a Redskins podcast? No, it's not. Okay, don't care. Moving on. Uh, I, yeah, I get it. Senior citizens, senior citizens getting paid great deal. I mean, the Rams are getting ready to pay one right now. So, yes, right. And you know what? They need to pay that gentleman. Uh, they don't need. Well, okay. Yeah, Dep- they do. Depends on what you say by need. <laughs> they need to pay them. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, have- the fact that they need to pay them should tell you everything you need to know about where they are right now. Yes, that's very true. They have nothing to uh, pick up the slack from that uh, individual. There you go. You know, speaking of which, before we get into this, Dad, do, do you know that if you go to TurnYourHeadAndGoff.com, you can purchase a shiny new white T-shirt supporting Turn Your Head and Goff? Nice. Have you, nice. Per- have you purchased yours yet? No, you know what I'm going to get? Do they come in just white? Can I get them in colors? Why do you want them in colors? Well, you know, I might want to wear a blue type of a shirt. Maybe that ram blue. Hey, speaking of which, I wonder what we're going to get from New Unis. Oh, well, we'll see. I'm sure that they'll be ugly. Yeah. I was at LAX a few weeks ago and uh, almost pulled the trigger on some ram gear at the airport. I did try to get into SoFi Stadium with no luck at had to uh, turn around and, and uh, get out. So uh, then uh, they had that unfortunate incident with that crane. One little crane hit a bigger crane, which caused the bigger crane to topple down. Thank goodness nobody got hurt. But uh, monstrosity of a stadium when you just look at it from the street view. Wow. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a monster. So yeah, right now you're dealing with a white T-shirt. Okay, nice. Okay. Nice. White with with a very sharp t- 
turn your head in golf logo. Okay, good, good deal. Very good. So today we're gonna go talk about uh, some news, and we're sure. gonna, we're gonna go into some of the off season stuff. The combine just ended this week. Uh, we've got some important off season dates and some free agency stuff. And I know last. Last episode, we talked specifically about the Rams free agents that were hitting free agency. Um, mm. You know, th- at last check, the Rams have twenty three million dollars in cap, but you know they're going to make some they're going to make some moves. They're going to make some changes. So, uh, if you don't mind, let's get right into the news. I know how bored and restless. Eight line, Los Angeles. Beep 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 yeah. beep beep beep. Sean McVay is confidence in the offensive line. Thoughts? Sweet. Um, I'm glad he's confident. What else is he going to say uh, other than he's got confidence? I think it all hinges one upon do we sign uh, the ancient one, Whitworth? And, you know, he did have some uh, offseason uh, surgery, I think, to clean up his ankle. If I'm not mistaken. I don't know if that was an issue last year. Could have been. You know, he's still graded out as the best offensive lineman that we've have, uh, bar none. Uh, so, um, you know, it's obviously a deal they got to do, but that's going to eat up some of that cap money, right? Uh, yeah, I would imagine it would. But it's uh, it's a must. I mean, who else is out there that's going to be better, uh, or at least who's out there that would even come close to filling his shoes? I mean, I've I've, I've heard that the Rams are. Potentially working out a trade with Washington for for what's the guy's name? Trent Williams. Trent Williams. If if the Whitworth deal kind of falls through, but I mean, quite frankly, it's just kind of they. You're right. They have to resign the guy if if he wants to play. They have to resign him. So uh, definitely, I got out. Which now leaves you to have uh, Nope Bloom, who was really drafted. What was that? The fourth round pick, third fourth round pick. A couple of years back, uh, out of uh, Texas A&M, he was supposed to be that heir apparent uh, to Whitworth. Obviously, the young man uh, didn't quite have the success that all had hoped when they plugged him in over there to take the shoes of Roger Saffold, just playing that uh, left guard position. Got hurt at that ACL, uh, but I guess he's coming back okay. And then uh, we also have uh, Allen, who got hurt. And I think was a knee injury, and uh, I'm not so sure about that young man. Uh, it didn't really flash a lot. I think it seemed to be point of attack. Just didn't have. It was getting overpowered from what uh, I could see on uh, watching some of the games. So um, don't know what they're going to do. I think the team played a little bit better when they slid Blythe into that back to that center. So uh, that kind of picked it up. Uh, you know, I. What, what's your thoughts then? We're talking O-line. What's your thoughts on uh, the two rookies that we put in there? We Havistein goes down. Then you bring in Evans to replace Havistein. Uh, you know, I, I I thought it was a great job. I don't think, you know, they both grade out about the same, Havistein and, and Evans. Evans being the rook, I think he played well. Uh, so that kind of leaves you. Is Havistein going to be perhaps a casualty after signing his extension and deal a couple of years ago you know i i think the rams are so thin at that position and and i i i feel that in 2019 
you know, they didn't, they didn't resign Saffold. You know, they gave their money right. to Goff. Blah 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 blah. blah. I th- I really think that they felt that the players that they had on that team, they'd be just fine. Our 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 scheme and our system is gonna uh, confuse everyone to the point where we could plug anyone in there and be successful. I think it was a really rude awakening for that entire offense. Probably, I mean, really for the first ten weeks of the year. Um, my thinking is this: you need all the players you're going to be able to get specifically on the offensive line. Um, I mean, 2019 was a year that's more indicative to what an average NFL season is where a lot of offensive linemen get hurt. 2018, none of them got hurt, which is really weird. Right. So, you know, I think... And for 17, for that matter, I think McVay's for a cheer, right? Uh, I don't. I don't. Rem- I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure that there were some injuries that happened during that year, but I know for a fact 2018 that offensive line was playing every game and no one got hurt. So yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking at a guy like Havenstein. Like I, I think, you know, it to me Havenstein. It all depends upon. Does he want to renegotiate his current contract? Yes or no. If he wants to renegotiate his current contract and come down in price. Sure, love to have him back. You need depth at the position. You could cut him later on if you need to, right? That's what preseason's for. If someone takes your spot, go for it. But I think at this point in time, if if I'm going to believe McVay and say, hey, the offensive line's going to be great, fantastic, okay, you know. Easy. easy. He didn't say say great. He's cut. Is confident in the offensive line. That tells me that if he's if you're confident in the offensive line, that means they're gonna be great. Mm. Okay, that's confidence right there. That's not right. Well, okay, keep going. Like I'm confident <laughs> that McVeigh's not telling us the truth, which means <laughs> I believe <laughs> McVeigh is not telling us the truth. But just using his words. Okay, fine. I think Havenstein is a part of the plan at, at the particular price. And we'll get more into that stuff when we get down to some of the free agency stuff because it's part of the notes that we have later on. So, on the next point of news, your boy Jalen Ramsey's tweeting out trade possibilities, Dad. Um, yeah, that's kind of nice. Uh, D, D Slang uh, coming. That, that would be kind of interesting. But I guess then... Uh, how do you pay him as well when we've got these other other issues that we have to look? Uh, when is he coming up for his payday? Is my first I question. Think, I I believe that he's uh, coming up uh, next year, or maybe it might even be yeah next year. I think he's a uh, going to be a free agent, perhaps. And so. Not sure about that one. Yeah, it would be nice, but is that more of a luxury at that point? There's other needs, I, in my opinion. Okay, so we need to- you could trade for him. That doesn't mean you have to resign him. So what are you going to give up? What, what, well, what that's do we that's have? that's my that's that's my question. What do you give up for this individual, or for, quite frankly, for anybody in the NFL right now? You don't have a lot of draft picks. I mean. Just we, we don't we, have assets. We, yeah, we we talked we talked about this before. It's their their recent history of of overextending themselves, basically buying on credit, is catching up to yeah. them. It's caught up to them this year, where they've got no money, no draft picks. You know, 
they they chose a non-sustainable thing. Um, so I'm, hey, if you want to give up a fourth round draft pick for the guy, sure, I'll listen to that. But if you're talking about giving up a two and and a four and a six, like the price is too heavy. And and again, we'll we'll get into that when when we look at the combine and and kind of go over some of the draft picks that they have. Uh, so I I like the fact that Jalen Ramsey. You know, it was like, let's let's get some let's get some better players. Let's go, let's go, let's knock it out. Let's let's build the best team we could possibly build. Hey, if these guys are coming up for trades and we got the ability to do it, I like the fact that Jalen Ramsey's like all in. But as a pragmatist stepping back and saying, Hey, listen, they've taken this approach. It didn't quite get them to the promised land, it got them close. But now you got 2019 where they really fell back, and then you got to go into 2020 where the rest of the division's getting better, and you don't have the capital, whether financial for free agency or draft capital, to like continue to rebuild the team. At some point in time, you got to take a correction year in the offseason and say we can't play around with this, um, you know. But if the price is right, sure, no problem. Yeah. Yeah, agree. So, in other news, the Rams coaching staff is filled out. We talked a little bit about Kevin O'Connell. Well, well, oh, oh, well oh, before oh, we get there, this oh. way, you know, there's some other little news too. What about the Rams talking to? Is we got like a lot of Redskin flair. I mean, you know, flavor. You're thinking about it. You know, we got Redskins West. I think because are are they not even talking about uh, Jordan Reed? Uh, I read that uh, that uh, Ramsat might have interest in. Sure, everyone's going to have interest in everybody. I, yeah, I understand that, but for them to talk to him because, and it's kind of maybe it's a nice segue uh, into uh, the coaches because of Kevin O'Connell and his relationship. Well, you, you look know, at McVay's, McVay's relationship, yeah. exactly. So I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a there's a lot of connectivity with the Redskins, but here here's my thing, is I really. I really don't like when conversations in any sport ends up becoming, oh, yeah, man, we're going to trade for this person. We're going to trade for that person. Hey, we're going to move this guy for a first round pick. No, that's not reality. Like, so, yeah, there could be interest. Yeah, I'll talk to you about Jordan Reed. I'll, I'll talk to you about, you know, player Z. But if the price doesn't if the price doesn't matter, if it doesn't make sense, then what, you know, it's like everyone just talks about these like, why? Why I even waste? Why waste the energy and time? Because people like to talk about is rumors he make, and speculation. Is, is he? Gonna, I guess so. Because is he? At the end of the day, with with that individual, make the make your team better. Would it take you one more step closer? The answer to me is no. The guy's been hurt for how long? Yeah. For, I mean, tight, end, tight get, ends not a position of need. Him? Tight end no. is not a position no. of of need for this team. And it's like you know, I would talk to some other people like, oh, you know, hey, we're Hey, Gurley's knees hurt. We're going to trade him for a first round draft pick. Like, what? No, you're not. No, you're not. You're like, like I, I just don't like when conversations get to like the whole, yes, yeah, just trade everyone for whoever you want and build a super team and do it with peanuts. Like, that's yeah. just not reality. That's not how this works. It's not how sports works. It's not how life works. You just can't keep trading stuff. Like, yeah, well. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about like, Wild speculation trades like that. I, I think the Slay thing is probably a little bit more realistic. But yeah, I mean, yeah, 
I'm not going to really talk about that until it happens. And my thoughts are like, yeah, it's a definite upgrade for for. It's an upgrade from who you have already on the other side of Jalen Ramsey. But what's the price? If the price is yeah. right, then make then make the conversation. Um, so now we're going to segue into coaching staff. So we talked a little bit about Kevin O'Connell, our new OC. You got Brandon Staley, the new DC, and Joe yeah. what Bonamengo. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't know. Who is he? I don't know. He's been around a little bit. Um, I think, was he most recently over at uh, Detroit? I don't know. Yeah. No clue. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, young guy. You know, the interesting thing to me is, uh, and I've been reading uh, a lot of articles here and there on uh, – what happened last year in McVeigh. So we had no OC. And I think during one of our shows, I kept saying, well, we should have fired the OC. And it's like, oh, wait, we didn't have one to fire. But you know how important, I think we talked about self-scouting. We talked about, you know, who, who does who does the HC go to, the HC slash OC go to in the scenario that we had last year to, to talk about, to get that other view from uh, another perspective, kind of, Turn the cube. What are you seeing? Type of a thing. So, well, um, let me ask you this. I think it's. I think it's good. Let me ask I think you it's this. Good that we hold on. Go ahead. Yeah. Was there a running backs coach on the team? Was there a quarterbacks uh, coach not, on the team? Was there, there a wide? Hold on. Was there a wide receiver coach on the team? Yeah. Was there an yeah. offensive line coach on the team? I get all of that. I get all of that. But it's he could not have asked any thing. one of them. Any one of them. Where are we missing the mark here? True, Could have. true or false? Maybe, maybe th- true. Okay. So maybe the, but maybe having the OC uh, is means a little bit more. Will he maybe more active in the game planning? Uh, maybe it'll be the OC's game plan and not the HC's game plan, right? And then they can talk a little bit. Now, if you're if you're asking me, is it a good idea for a head coach to have an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator? Yes. Yes. Yes, it yes. Is. yes. 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 You get to a point where you just can't do you. You're just doing too much. You can't like you're the head coach, right? I'm. Yes, it be the head coach. Right here, I'll, I'll use a real life example, right? I'm in sales. I was a salesperson in a particular industry for ten years. I am now a manager of people. I can't continue being the best salesperson. Because then I'm not managing my team. Correct. You have to step away. You have to be able to like work with and promote and blah, 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 blah. So it's, I mean, this is just real world stuff here. So I think it's a good idea that he has an offensive coordinator, but I'm not going to sit here and defend him when things weren't going right in 2019, when he was being asked questions, he wouldn't answer them. When everything's going great in 2018, because there wasn't an OC in 18, correct? Correct. Okay. Everything's fine. I don't think McVeigh is accountable for mistakes he makes. Hmm. Interesting. Well, he has um, a lot of cash built up. A lot of that still got a credit going on still. Uh, we'll see how it kind of plays out in the upcoming months, years. What would you think the life expectancy would be if if we have another nine and seven season? 
you know, I think if the Rams have another nine and seven season, he's back again. I don't know what his contract looks like. Would Steed be back? Obviously, uh, team isn't being built uh, for sustainability. Uh, I think Sneed gets the axe before McVeigh. Mm, okay, it's going to be interesting. Oh, okay, we're so going into the, Mc... we're going to get this billion dollar season. I mean, a billion dollar stadium. Um, they got to put the you know get put the fans in the seats. So it's I'm sure it'll be sold out. So McVeigh uh, McVeigh and Sneed have signed extensions through the 2023 season. Yeah. So yeah, they'll probably be there for a little while unless the wheels really fall off the wagon. Which, to me, the wheels fall. Yeah, the the wheels fall off the wagon when you start touching four and twelve again, and things are getting mm. and it. For me, McVeigh, the wheels fall off the the wagon for McVeigh if Goff doesn't get better, and then they and then they start going five and eleven, six and ten, four and twelve. That's his guy. Well. So again, nine and seven. We go another nine and seven. Goff has the same year he had last year, and we're paying him all of this money. You'll have a new offensive coordinator in 2021. Yep. So Kevin O'Connell will be gone. That's right. Uh, and is it really his issue? Nope. Is he really the problem? No. So we're not addressing the real root cause of mediocrity. Well, it's a conversation for another time. So. That's true. That's very true. So now we've got Brandon Staley on the defensive side. I know that you've really tried to find information on him and it's been sparse. Yeah, not a lot. Yeah, it has been. It's been tough. Not a lot. Um, talked to some uh, some Bears fans trying to figure out what uh, what's going on, what they know about him. They couldn't give me a whole heck of a lot either. And the only thing I do know is uh, he comes out of that Vic Fangio mode, uh, that three four, I don't think he's going to change a lot. I think we've already no, said I that. No, I don't think they can change. No, they can't at all, which kind of leads you into uh, what's going to happen. I mean, uh, and is this why there's such, I mean, such uh, concern? I wouldn't say concern. Is there such um, a need to sign Dante Fowler over a, uh, a Littleton uh, just because – of Staley's been around Von Miller as well as Khalil Mack, both considered outside linebackers. Yeah, same but, so. but I, I'm going to say this. Fowler is a much different player because he was at Florida State, correct? Yeah. So he ran, he was an edge rusher out of Florida State. He goes to Tampa Bay, right? Tampa Bay, correct? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. They run a 4-3 in Jacksonville edge rusher in Jacksonville, he comes to the Rams basically as an edge rusher. Khalil Mack is a full, like a real linebacker. He can go, he can go lateral very easily. He could cover really well. Uh, Fowler is not the same player. Fowler is kind of a straight ahead bull rush in my mind type of player. He He's like, um, uh, oh, he's, he's a, like Robert Quinn. He's a, you think so? Cause Quinn, Quinn didn't really do well in the three, four. Quinn he excels in more of a four down. He's a four three guy. Uh, yeah. So he's really a defensive end in the. Well, uh, let me ask you this: sense. Do you think that Fowler has really excelled in the three four? 
Um, I think that he's done well in under uh, Wade Phillips. Uh, I think that uh, when he was in Jacksonville, uh, he did not live up to his hype there, and that's why they shipped him off. I think he is more of that uh, that edge rusher in a 3-4 team. I think he's better suited for what the Rams are running, uh, which leads you, you know, that's where I think. So, I I don't know if he's worth the money. That's my problem. Well, we don't know what the like, he, we don't know what the market's going to bear for any player, right? Well, you know, Atlanta's I, talking about uh, he'd like to go play in Atlanta or with Atlanta. That's, that's some mean, of the rumors floating out there, and that would be fine. Let's let's segue a little bit into the CBA because the CBA is also coming has has kind of come up into the news. I know not necessarily Rams focused, but it's big in the right. NFL. And it kind of right. ties it kind of ties into players like pretty much anyone that's a free agent right now because it's going to dictate Correct. what the new salary cap is going to be. So the Rams could, you know, have a windfall of an extra 50 million dollars if the salary cap goes up. Um but who, who 50 million I'm just saying it, they could if the salary cap goes up 50, you know, $50 million and they'll have more money. But, yeah. you know, knowing the NFL owners, that will never happen. Well, I think the salary cap is going to be right around $200 million for what I've, I've heard and read. So, um, that's where it's going to be at this upcoming year. I, I know that you told me a couple days ago about some of the, the CBA nonsense yeah. that was going on. I started laughing. I, I, I would, there's no I way I would it, sign that if I was a player. Yeah, I think that uh, some of it also is uh, this franchise tagging because I do know that's a big thing coming up and uh, how they're going to deal with that, uh, that the clubs are going to deal with it. Who's really going to get the franchise tag before we could always have these two? I think it's one now or they're talking about just trying to do one. I don't think that many players are going to get franchise tag. It's a lot of money. You know how many uh, how many players that get the franchise tag is actually a benefit to the team? Oh, I, I, that's a great question. I, I couldn't give you. A, I mean, a good solid answer. On I that. know. I know. Tremaine Johnson was franchise tagged. He sucked. And how'd that work out for us? <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, he, well, it worked out great for him. Well, exactly. I mean, that, that the kid made the kid made a lot of money. I'm just I'm I'm uh, just I'm just asking the question, right? Like, hey, I I I haven't looked at it extensively. I'm like, I keep going back to like Tremaine Johnson. Like, why'd you pay that guy? Why'd you pay that guy? Why? Ah, oh. uh. Les Snead has been making stupid decisions since Jeff Fisher was running the team. So I think they paid, they did that and they chose between because of the length. I think with the bigger cor- uh, receivers that are coming into the league, these cornerbacks now are you know six foot, six one, six two, uh, just to combat some of the the, the larger, more lengthier, if you will, yeah, wide receivers that are coming in. I I, I get it. But it was either that or you got uh, Janoris Jackrabbit uh, Jenkins. And I've well. Anyways, uh, former Rams, always fun to talk about. So, yeah, uh, yeah what, what, what is your – do you think the players will sign off on this new CBA, yes or no? Yes. I think they do not. Okay. I'll say yes because I think uh, for the vast majority of them, uh, they don't have the coffers to withstand a lockout, to withstand any lengthy uh, disruption in, in work. 
Um, that's my personal opinion. I think that it's, you know, when you get into some of these, if, if you're in the higher echelon, the, high, the stratosphere of some of the bay, um, you know, hey, it obviously hurts you a little bit more. But for the other guy who's just fighting for that roster spot, who's getting that nice paycheck, yeah, I, I think that he probably sees more money in it for him and his family than what uh, the the elite the elite uh, player does. Here's the problem with, not the problem. Here's what happens within unions. The top end makes the decisions. You're the bottom end, you're voting for us, or you won't be on this team. But there's usually... Nope. Nope. Aaron Rodgers speaks out against the CBA. You're a low-level dude making the minimum in a position where, hey, you're third... third, Same thing with Russell Wilson. Those team leaders, you think if if those players... I, I understand what you're saying, but those team leaders are leaders. And yeah, they get paid more money because guess what? They're better. Sorry, that's life. Yeah, they and are. guess what? You could vote with however you want. Go ahead, vote however you want. You just might not be a Seahawk next year. You just might not be a Packer next year. And good luck going to those other teams because you're essentially a scab. That's typically what happens at unions. The top end dictates for the bottom end because the top end dictates things that, I mean, I worked for, I worked a long time with a union and quite frankly, the top end dictated. I benefited from the top end dictating. You know, I didn't get everything I wanted on my wish list. Yeah, but you're making a presumption that uh, That's the how top that end or these are look. That's how that it works. They have a say in roster who's on the team and who doesn't. You don't think that they do? I, no, I don't think they do. I and I don't think I'm that. I don't think I'm naive. You don't think that they do? No. Really? Yeah. So if there's a player that's a jackass in your team. And you keep speaking out about stuff, and your star quarterback just gets tired of it. Who do they side with? Uh, that's that's a different. No, it's story, not. Though. Yeah, it no, is. it's not. It's the same. It's different. It's the it's same. Not. <laughs> it's no, the it's same. Not. Hey, coach. No. Guess what? I'm in a submarine at this right. year. So, so let me just ask you this: Aaron Donald says he wants Michael Brockers back. Does Brockers come back? Yes or no? If Brockers wants to come back. Then the Rams. No, no, no. no hold on. Yeah. Brockers might not want to come back, right? He might want to go play in in Vegas and and have no taxes, right? Yeah, yeah it's all so if, if, if Donald yeah. if Donald says, "Hey, listen, I need you guys to be able to sign resign Michael Brockers," they're going to make every effort possible to resign Michael Brockers. Well, we'll see. I'm telling you, yes, yes, we'll see. Versus. You know, that seventh round pick that they got two years ago that's going <laughs> to, hey, man, I'm not down for the CBA. And Donald goes to upper measures and said, I'm not playing next to him. Uh, uh, okay, got, gone. Well, the vote's going to be coming out uh, a few days, so we'll have to see how it all comes, comes around. Um, I just think it's probably going to be some more negotiating. I was surprised the players went ahead and uh, – it was all done so well, or so quickly. I would say, well, I was just surprised. Uh, without very much bravado going around. Uh, I think they just want this thing done quick. Yeah, well, you know, the owners have already said it's all about the 17th game. It's not about player safety as much as the league's 
please kind of talk out of both please. sides of the house, but it's all about the dollars. The, the the only the only reason that player safety is a topic is because they get burned at the court of public opinion. Yeah, that is all. Agree. This is I mean the NFL is just a faction of the Illuminati. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. Ooh. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Yeah. So <clears throat> Let's uh let's go into the last bit of news, which actually segues us into the topic of the week, which we've kind of been bleeding into a little bit. We're gonna talk we're gonna talk about some of the off season factions. So one news topic came up that the Rams were not gonna participate or have very limited participation in the NFL combine, which just happened this past week. So as part of the offseason plans, obviously the combine that leads into the draft is going to be hugely important for the Rams moving in. So um, Rams had minimal participation. I think they left the OC and DC back home, go study some film, go figure out the current players. Yeah. The only thing that they brought was Snead and McVay for a conference and probably maybe a few interviews and that might have been. Yeah, pro- probably because, I mean, the way let – me, let, me, let me ask you this. Because yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't sit back and watch the combine. I don't really care. Um, so, where the Rams are drafting, I believe they've got one second round pick, one third round pick, three fourth round picks, a six and a seven. Okay. So, do you think it's a big deal that the Rams left a lot of people at home? No, I'm in perfect agreement with you. I think the combine is a whatever. I think that they uh, have enough to do to get their their, their thoughts, the the new uh, coaches and the coaching staff. They gotta they gotta get to know each other. They gotta start uh, gelling as quickly as possible. Everybody's gotta get lockstep with uh, everybody. We got a new running backs coach. We got all kinds of new people in the building. No, I, I don't. I think uh, they need to look and see the what will what right wrong how can we benefit will will bringing in you know for the oc are we going to start running more uh with a fullback how will that look i think uh john had um kind of alluded that yeah we will we might run more fullback. we'll look at it definitely so you know you saw what uh, some of the better teams do with that fullback and how far they can take it so i my feel we talked about this before yeah, I don't yeah. think the Rams dedicate a position to fullback. It's one of those things where your tight end lines up as a fullback. That's the what old H back, like we used to do in the early two thousand. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think ultimately that's that's the direction that they go. I mean, with with a lot of roster needs that you have, yeah. are you really going to say one of those is going to be a full like a full on dedicated fullback? Highly doubtful. Oh. So I could see them moving a Johnny Munt or somebody. Yeah, like someone that. that's already on the I roster. I and, yeah. yeah, I don't think. I, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I maybe for Everett and Higby, you line them. You line them back as as a fullback, just to kind of deceive the defense. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you're going to get much deceiving if you put Everett back there. I mean, he's. I think he's been somewhat of a disappointment. He was uh, drafted. What was he a second round draft pick? I think he's been all right. All right, okay. I think he's been all right. I think I think he had a larger impact on the team in 2018. Last year he was hurt. 
Um, you know, I always I always thought Higby was the one that was the disappointment. He had and he, mm. he stepped it up in the past what two months of the season in in nineteen. Remember they 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 signed Higby to like a lot of money. For someone that, I don't, nah. what do you mean a lot of? What's a lot of money? A lot Dude. of money for someone that produced absolutely nothing for years. Many years? How old do you think the kid is? What are you talking about? They they drafted Higby before they drafted uh, the guy that you're talking about. I know they did. That was a Jeff Fisher pick out of Western Kentucky. There you go. Who who uh, had he had court issues. <laughs> Right out the bat. <laughs> so, again, there you go. again, he, he, in my, in my opinion, he produced next to nothing the entire time he was a Ram until the last two months of 2019. They, right, and, so what do you, what do you think his contract is? What do you think is too much money? What's his first name? Tyler Higby. Oh, he's a top 10 paid tight end. Oh, he's a top 10. Is he worth top 10 money? Send a four-year extension. Here, uh-huh. here we go. Uh-huh. Guarantee of fifteen five. Uh-huh. Twenty-six. Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. Who was right? So was that was that a great? Uh, no, it was awful. He did nothing. A... He did nothing his entire <laughs> career to warrant that money. Nothing. Oh man. Mm. That's right. Uh, yeah. So they paid him. Another beautiful job by Les Need. Right? I mean, let's go look at his stats. Uh, 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 uh. Hold on. <laughs> 2016, 11 receptions, 85 yards. 2017, 25 receptions, 195 yards. 2018, 24 receptions, 292 yards. 2019, 69 receptions, 734 yards. And a big bulk of that was towards the end of the year. Yeah, okay. that's true. They drafted him as a receiving tight end. Everyone says he was a blocking tight end. Those were his numbers, and he got paid. He got paid after 50, uh, 49, 60 receptions. 60 receptions. For 60 receptions yards. got you that amount of money. Now, who's the guy that you said has been a disappointment? What's his name? Gerald Everett. Uh, how to spell Gerald. There's so many different ways. G-E-R-A-L-D. Chrissy's. More stats. Gerald Everett. Okay. 2017, 16 receptions, 224. 2018, 33 receptions, 230. 2019, 37 receptions for 408. Remember, he was hurt. The guy puts up better numbers than Higby. Just saying. Dispute that. Okay. I'll wait. No, no. no, Never never challenge me again. Uh, I will. You know I will. (laughs) So back to the combine. (laughs) <laughs> they're 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 not going to use a fullback. Um, so my my thing on on the combine is like, all right, you're going there to interview kids or young men, right? Right. You can do that anywhere you want. Um, I can get their forty yard time. I can get their shuttle time. I can see how many reps they're doing. I can see their me- I can see their measurables. It's going to be all out there. Anyone I want tape on, I'm going to be able to get tape on. Do I need to be there yeah. for that? Nah. Yeah. So. I think for the combine, the big thing is the medical. 
It's got everything there, and that's what's so important about the combine. Uh, yeah, but you're going to have the medical, but you're also going to have the yeah. results of the medical given to you. Your 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 staff's going to look at it, and plus, look where the Rams are drafting. How many of those combine players? And I, I don't know. I'm just asking the question. How many of those combine players are the Rams really looking at in the first round? Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm sorry. Second we round. Have, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so right. sorry. I forgot. Um, you know, I'm looking at like you go to the combine probably to look at some other things, but it's like they don't. Correct. They don't need to be there. The Rams have, I mean, at this point in time with technology and advanced scouting, you can look at any player. You could get game tape. And I, my, my main man, Jerry Glanville, always said this about the combine. Never went. All he cared about was could you play. I don't care how fast you run. Can you play? Yeah. The combine shows yeah. you nothing about the person's ability to actually play. Yeah, that's true. It does uh, kind of, though... Um Move you up and down the draft board. You know, some of these guys are just these but you big know what? guys. Maybe, maybe yeah, but maybe maybe being there in person, someone mm-hmm. has this great workout. Oh man, the workout, phenomenal workout. Oh, what right. if you lose right. track? You know, you get kind of caught up in the zeitgeist. You got other coaches there. You got other people from other teams there. Oh man, Joe, football player is that workout was the cre- and you forget that Joe, football player was a crappy college player. Before yeah. coming into the combine, he was probably going to be like a six-round pick. Next thing you know, the guy's in round one. Because everyone yeah. gets caught yeah. up in this stuff. And the zeitgeist, I, I think the zeitgeist makes people make decisions that they kind of regret. So yeah. I'm actually good with them not going. Hey, we've got our we've got our system. We've got our plan. We're going to go. We're going to work with our plan. So in regards to the draft, what do you think the Rams draft strategy is going to be? They Again... They've got one second round pick. They've got one third round pick. They've got four fourth round picks, a sixth and a seventh. Do you think? Well, I think it's. I think it's. Go ahead. I say. Do you think they stand put with what they have? Do they move up? And or do they move back down, and get more picks? I think that they have a better opportunity. They'll have more opportunity to move down. They don't have any capital assets available to move up. Got to trade a player plus. But what are they going to move up to, and what for? Who are they targeting? Are they going to target somebody on the old line? Uh, you know, you tell me. I mean, and who would that prospect be? I mean, would they move a few spots to say, say a guy like a uh, a, a Josh Jones out of Houston's available? Do you think they would uh, move up? I mean, he's probably right in that uh, forty range. Where are the Rams picking in the second round? They're probably around. I think 50-something, 50 52. Yeah. 50, 50 52 something. rings a bell. It does. And so would they move up to get somebody like that? You know, last year I thought they were going to try to move up a little bit. And they didn't. They kept moving back down, moving back down. But we got some good players. I think, yeah, I think, I think ultimately they so ended up with good players. Work the board. Yeah, I think they're going to have to work the board a little bit. Now, um if a uh, Josh Jones is falling, say, say, you know, he might be there at 52. Would you pull the trigger? Or I don't know. I don't, to, I, I, would you try to trade back down? I, what, I don't know anything about him. What position does he play? 
He's an offensive tackle out of Houston. The offensive tackle. So, I mean, at this point in time, depending on, I mean, do they do they draft offensive linemen? You know, where, where I mean, they, they've got they've they got two guys coming off of uh, knee surgeries, right? Uh, that's true. I thought that I thought that uh, he was projected. But McVeigh, but McVeigh's confident in his offensive line. Well, he's confident. Oh, that's great. I'm I'm happy for him. Yeah, they rank him like about 45th as far as uh, overall players. Uh, Josh Jones. Well, it all, I mean, big kid. It all it all depends big, too. Big guy. Because you you know six five. You know how it always goes. There's always going to be that run on quarterbacks, right? Like and like quarter. Everyone right. overreaches for a quarterback. So you got players that are graded as like a 45. And, and now sometimes those players that are graded as a 45 get drafted in the top 10, and everyone's like, "What? What'd you do?" Um, but I think it depends on the other positions that other teams kind of go after. That kind of dictates where some of those players fall. I mean, remember a couple of years ago, everyone was offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, and everyone overextended and overreached for offensive linemen where it's like, my first round pick is this offensive lineman. Oh, yeah. projected as a third rounder. What are you doing? And it's like a bigger failure because of it. So uh, so yeah. he's a legit – He's I would say he's a legit round two prospect. The guy played – he's also – was a, a basketball player as well. So he's got some athleticism, 6'7", 310. Uh, he's played a lot of football at, at uh, tackle, uh, even the left tackle. So uh, that's somebody who maybe you move in. I, I, uh, you know what? At, uh, I, I, the only thing is, is his pass. You know, how is he in run blocking and, and uh what we want to do. We're going to try to get somebody with some really nasty uh, stuff in it. I mean, it's nasty Come on. Uh, no. disposition. They're, they're not a nasty team. They're fi- his, they're finesse. His run, yeah, his run blocking, though, I think uh, is, probably, is better than his past. It's probably a lot of these uh, young men are. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, you know, if, if you had a chance, I would probably consider maybe uh, getting, getting that, somebody like that. Uh, you know, I think that might be uh, might be a good move for a put and get them. Uh, I think the Rams, if they do anything, they move back to get more picks because I think they yeah. need a lot of value. And I, th- what, so there's I a mean, lot of players. We that... we we talk we talk we talk very poorly of Les Snead. You talk very poorly of Jeff Fisher. Uh, you know. One thing that they've been able to do really well, in my opinion, is find starters in rounds three, four, five, and even some undrafted. So I think I I, I, I don't disagree with that. So I, I don't. I will give them credit on that. Is they've been able to find players that fill out the roster and start and impact the team in mm. those kind of middle rounds. So yeah, you know, looking at that, I'm I'm gonna uh, until that. Until they're not able to do that again, I will change my opinion. Um, but I, I, I think it's going to be interesting. You know what? What positions do the Rams covet? Uh, do are, are, are the Rams one of those teams that that wants to pick the best talent on the board available, or we've got needs and we're gonna we're gonna reach based upon particular needs? I, I don't know philosophically where they land because if you're going to go with a need. 
Now, if this guy, if an offensive lineman is like the cream of the crop at that pick and you got to go take him, then take him. I have no problem taking offensive linemen, period. Well, they're going to take one. Let's just face it. Now, now with Lessie's propensity to uh, love those Auburn players, which I don't know, maybe that was more of a Jeff Fisher plus Lessie. I don't know, but there was an intriguing offensive lineman, uh, not Greg Robinson because he was an Auburn right mm. but what about what about uh there's a there's a guy on auburn with this really cool name it starts with prince I, prince um, Te- tega uh wananoga i don't know wananoga and he might be a player they, they would just because of all the starts he's taken at uh left tackle i think he's projected to be a third or fourth rounder i could see him on our team uh i who knows? I, I see. I'm not going to get into like, oh, I want them to get this player. I want them. To, well, like to me, saying, it's like that's that's kind of like first, second round stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the way that, the, I, get, I get it. The way that I'm looking at the team right now, specifically from a draft perspective, is like you. They're just like they've just got this razor thin margin of error based upon the amount of money they have to spend and amount the amount of yeah. draft capital that they have for impact positions. Or Im- impact positions within the draft, not necessarily a position on the field. Well, they're going to have to do something to address the left tackle because if I agree. Truly, if if uh, Whitworth's on his last deal with the Rams, uh, and um, what are they going to do? So we have to. If No Bloom isn't the guy, nope, and his knee doesn't come back well, what you going to do? think you, you Havistein, Havistein can't flop over and play the left side. Um, he's getting eat up based upon uh, what on the right side. He's not a versatile. Um, is Bobby Evans then going to flip over there and play the left? I don't know. Don't know. I don't know. It has so, nothing to do with uh, the com- Bobby uh, Evans has nothing to do with the combine, though. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But I'm just trying to think. You know, do you bring in one of these guys? Listen, I, again, I believe you build your team on offensive de- defensive lines. The best teams have the best offensive and defensive lines. Yeah. So okay. if you, if there's an offensive lineman that's the best pick at that position, best talent at the go. Get, I I don't care who they pick. If you're asking me what the areas of need are and you're going to draft on need, I'm going to say running in no particular order, running back, defensive front seven, because that thing is thin, and wide receiver. Okay. So. Linebacker. You did say linebacker. Defensive front seven. Okay, defensive front seven. Yes. So linebackers and. Defensive line well, because that all that all hinges on what you do with Littleton, right? I mean, you're you're a lot less robust at the position if he walks. <laughs> I mean, well, then what are you going to do? You're going to just draft all the interior defensive players at, at with your picks? I I I I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, <laughs> man, we'll 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 get to it in a little bit. So. Um. Okay, so here's here's a few important NFL dates as it relates to the off season. So, <clears throat> March 10th, franchise tags must be submitted. Uh, mm-hmm. I, 
I don't think the date's set, so that's why it says it this way. March 16th or 18th, clubs can negotiate with free agents. Yeah. March 18th, qualifying offers to restricted free agents. 2020 yeah. club options must be exercised. Minimum salary tenured on, uh, uh, to retain exclusive negotiation rights. Uh, top 51 rule begins. All teams must be Ooh. under the 2020 ca- salary cap. Salary cap. Uh, all 2019 play, uh, player contracts expire. Trading period begins after contract expires. So March 18th is actually a huge day in the offseason. Yeah. Right. Real big day. Yeah. That's going to dictate a lot of what the of the Rams are going to do. Because like you got like Roby Coleman, who's on it. I think he's on a team. Uh, uh, the Rams have an exercise uh, contract year exercise for him this year. So do they take him back? Do right. they not exercise him? Because I think he's going to get paid like six, seven million dollars or something like that. Like, hey, we want you back, but we want you back at four. Yeah. You know, it's too bad that, you know, the 18th, it's almost like the Ides of March. That's right. You know, that, that's right. Very close. Ides of March, as we know, is, uh, is the uh, 15th of March. Now, is it the 15th or is it the 14th? Yes. It's the 15th. I've always, I've always known it to be the 15th, but I know some people will say it's yeah. the 14th. No, no, they're wrong. You know who was right? I <laughs> was right. About Tyler Higby. Yeah, you were. So I was so right. You were. I think you were a little. You were a little upset by that. I think. Yeah, I I was Mm -hmm. uh, actually uh, Mm -hmm. a little surprised. Mm -hmm. A little surprised. I got a man. That's right. That's right. You know, that's what a man does. He admits when he's uh, he's off. I'm 40 years old. It's the first time you've ever you've ever admitted that you were wrong with something I said. Thanks, Dad. All right. Appreciate oh, it. you're quite welcome. <laughs> so, a lot of stuff that we covered. Then yeah, we. I mean, we covered a lot of stuff. We we did talk about a little bit of the of, of some free agency stuff, specifically the last episode. Um, you know, and and kind of what the Rams are going to do. But quite frankly, it's like if they're going to go with Whitworth, Whitworth is going to eat up anywhere between twelve and seventeen million dollars of twenty three. No, it, no. Oh yes, I, I'm, I, I'm thinking he's going to be coming in about no way, no way. Why would he come back for that amount of money? Because uh, who else is going to pay him that kind of money? A lot of teams might pay him that money for one year. Uh, I, think goes, I think we get. I think we get a deal. I think we get a little bit. Come on. I hope so. I hope so. But I hope so too. But got too many uh, issues. Uh, I, I I know so. You know, it'll be kind of curious. Um, so let me ask you this: in terms of the Rams' free agency outlook, we're not going to get yeah. into specific players. No. Say, but after March 18th, we're going to have a lot we more don't... clarity as in terms yes. of you know who's been cut, who's available, right? Because there could be a, like Alec Ogletree was cut a couple days ago by right. the Giants. So you're going we're going to start seeing some of these players getting cut from these teams based upon these dates that are happening in March. So I've got two questions for you. Okay, because it seems from what I've I've, you know, heard and read Les Snead say and McVeigh say, it seems that the two priorities for them with internal free agents are Whitworth and Fowler Jr. That's what it seems to be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So what players could be cut or traded to make room? Brandon Cooks is one that's 
trade him. I th- I don't think they can trade him because he makes a lot of money. Yeah, but he's got that. He's got the one thing that uh, most a lot of players don't have is speed. I don't think he he was used right last year, uh, but I think that's a real possibility. Okay, so. Then my second question is, what players do you think should have their contracts renegotiated? So if Brandon Cooks has got this thing... Where do we start? Well, let's start with Jared Goff. <laughs> All right. I should have prefaced. Realistic, yeah. realistically. <laughs> right? So do you cut slash trade a guy like Brandon Cooks? I mean, and I don't... No, I, too much dead money. Uh, yeah. Trade so based upon the dead money, or is it a better thing to go back to Brandon Cooks and renegotiate for Brandon Cooks? right like todd Gurley. like you're not getting anything from a trade out of todd Gurley. you're not getting anything by cutting todd Gurley. no are they gonna go back i I mean i think havenstein they're gonna is it havenstein or havenstein uh depends upon what part of new york you're from stein yeah um you know, like a guy like Havenstein, he's definitely, they're definitely going to say, we're renegotiating this contract with you. There's player, there's players on that roster right now that they're saying, we're definitely renegotiating with you or we're going to cut you, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it depends upon how, how much they really value the foul and the thing to you. Um, do you really want to, you know, if you negotiate all these contracts and you start creating some space for yourself, Really want to go ahead and uh, pay him the fifteen. Still got to pay Ramsey. You can't not pay the. Oh, guy. Ramsey's getting twenty million dollars a year. Exactly. So you need that in, in, at a minimum. So between him, so then you've got now. What are you going to do with Whitworth? Well, I mean, fifteen, fourteen. He made fourteen last year. No, he made seven. He, Whitworth made almost seventeen last year. Uh, he's not getting the pay raise. He comes down. I think. I think if they get if they get him for fourteen, that's good. Twelve is what I would. Yeah, but that that still kind of eats away to the twenty three million dollars that they have. Exactly. So now you got to figure out how to get. You know, I think the the ideal situation for the Rams is get that twenty three up to like yep. a thirty five if you can. 40 if, if you, can. you can so yeah. what do you do right i mean uh, the, the, the most obvious thing which will never happen is you go to jared goff you have a few things with you you've got a copy of the contract you've got kingsford barbecues uh did you know that we're sponsored by kingsford barbecue lighter that's right you get that lighter fluid you squeeze as much of that on that contract as you can and you go classy you go a match, like one of those wooden matches. Yeah, yeah. You light that sucker in front of Goff and his agent, and you light it on fire. That's what they should do, but that's not going to happen. So, but I'm, no. you know, like Cooks, injuries, things like that. Uh, Havenstein, right. you know, I paid you a lot of money. You didn't really produce. Shoot, even a guy like Higby. Hey, we paid you a lot of money. You really haven't done anything outside of like four games in your entire career. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, some of those, uh, some, I mean, because if you if you think about it, 20, you know, the end of 2020, it's not just Ramsey. It's Cooper Cup. And that's the other thing, too. Do they oh, do they do they generate money now to get Ramsey now? It's, do they get, it's Johnson right? as well. Johnson's yeah. coming up and you like you're now. If, I mean, if Johnson's gone now, you're thin back there. Right. Yeah. So, is some of the yeah. are some of the moves that they're going to make from saving money because they're going to make moves. No doubt, no doubt. P- 
players yeah. are going to get cut. Contracts will be renegotiated. Something will happen. That $23 million that we're talking about today should easily go up to $35, $40 million. Easily. In extra money. Okay? Yeah. But how much of that is going to go to Cooper Cup? How much of that's going to go to Ramsey? And do you do those this year? Right? Ramsey, they're probably going to want to have that conversation with him during the season and figure it out probably before the off season. Cause you don't want Ramsey to walk. No, you can't, you afford can't it. afford him to walk. You have, you almost have to get that thing done now because if he walks, you gave up so much to get, like you gave up a lot to get that guy. Yeah. You have to resign would him ever, now. Would they ever go back to uh Donald? Or not? not yet. No, not yet. Yeah. No, no you, not still- yet. No. I mean, because what is he? He's going to be what twenty eight years old? I think this year, somewhere I'm around not there. Sure of his age. Yeah. So he's he's going to be. I mean, he's still in his prime. He's still by far and away the best defensive player on that team. He's still like the best defensive player in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. You know, I I, I think you and I talked about this a little bit. I think the talent around him actually isn't very good. Correct. Um. So I I think. Well, you know, what do you think of Brockers? Do you think Brockers is not very good? You know, He's a first round first round draft pick. I think my opinion of Brockers was always this. Brockers was not ever drafted to make huge, crazy impact plays over and over again. Brockers was Agreed. Brockers Agreed. was drafted and performed as that individual. I'm here to take up space to allow other people to make plays. Okay. So, and you and I talked about this. This is why I don't think Fowler is all that good. I, I I think that I think the value for money is actually with Clay Matthews. And the reason I Mm. say that is because if you think about it, Donald's getting double team, what? 75% of the snaps in 2019. Yeah. Okay. Still had a pretty big impact that year. I think he had 12 sacks, uh, you know, a bunch of tag doing doing Aaron Donald things, right? Yeah. Pull up his stats. <clears throat> Aaron Donald stats. Uh, you know, his tackles went down. His 48 tackles. You know, 12 and a half sacks. I mean, he still had a pretty monstrous year. Getting double teamed all that. You know, getting double teamed a lot. He'll be 29 going into next year, by the way. Um, but if you look what's around him. If you're getting double teamed a lot, and Brockers is also taking up a guy, right? You're running a 3-4, so you've got two guys taking up three players every single time. Two two players taking up three of the opposing players every single defensive snap, yeah. right? Yeah. You're almost, with that defense, you're almost always rushing five. Yeah, yeah. I think we've we've... We we agree upon it. We we yeah. So we see it the same on that. I, I you know I I I I don't think Fowler had a big impact. Fowler I mean Fowler is single covered all all day long. You can't beat him. Well, you know his name's come up more than what I anticipated uh, on this episode. So, <laughs> um, I don't know what they're gonna do with him. Uh. I I I think the, I think I the value Littleton. I think the value is I think the value is Littleton. He's he's gonna make I, more I play. He's gonna make more impactful yeah. plays, more tackles, more this. Blah 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 blah. Right. I mean, look at but an edge rusher is such a such a premium nowadays, and that's 
you know. Premium? Let's hold on, because stats don't lie. Okay, so last year, 11 mm-hmm. and a half sacks. Not good enough. I'm sorry, it's just not good enough. For the amount of money that he's going to end up commanding, not good enough. Your interior, your interior defensive lineman has more stacks than you. Mm. Probably has more tackles than loss for you, right? I mean, come on. He had. Right, he had so uh, compare him to um, Calais Campbell. Calais, six sacks. Six and a half sacks. Zadarius Smith, he had 16. Eric Armstead, he had 11 for Frisco. What do you think of him? I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm just, hey, I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying for He's a nice to have. He's not, he's not a requirement. He's a nice to have. And I think the more apt comparison would be like a Clay Matthews. Um, because he played on the same team. Yeah, he played on the same team, but um, he had eight Matthews. Sa- Matthews had eight sacks last year, and he played half the season. Okay, fair enough. That, that's what I'm saying. Like from an impact standpoint, I think Clay Matthews has, has had a better, more major impact on that team than Fowler. Okay, numbers don't lie. Yeah. So, anyways. Well, um, it was a nice, spirited little conversation that we had. What have we learned today, Dad? I always like to recap with a conclusion. What did you learn today? Uh, I learned that Higby's making a heck of a lot more money than I thought he was making. My big takeaway. Yeah, you you really did seem very sad after I told you that. Yeah, yeah. My big takeaway is I've been right for a long time. And finally, technology is caught up and I can prove it. So, yeah. With that being said, uh, we'll sign off. Hey, thank everyone for listening. If you got questions, yes, thank yeah. you very much. If you got questions, go, go look at Facebook, turn your head off on Facebook or Twitter. We are Instagram. Ask us questions. We want you guys to be a part of this conversation too. I would love to cut down news. I would love to cut down some of the topics and have some of those questions come from you guys and have us answer them. So look us up there. Uh, go to turnyourheadandgolf.com. Everything you're going to need is there as well. You know, if you want to buy a shirt, it helps out my dad and myself. I mean, it does cost money to put the podcast on and to do certain things. So if you could buy a shirt, great, outstanding. Uh, and again, Thank you, guys. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, pretty much anywhere that you're going to be listening to a podcast, you're going to be able to find it. So subscribe, like, all that good stuff that you hear all the time. Uh, with that, uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you.